Hey everyone, this is Siobhan with The Creative Outsiders, where we connect the dots for storytellers. Basically, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. And today, I have the privilege of sitting down and chatting with Alicia. And I'm excited. This is actually the last episode of the season. And we will be going into our next season probably around mid-July. And um, I just think that this is going to be a really good uh, episode to be able to wrap up. So I want to welcome everyone to meet Alicia. Alicia, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to, to be talking to you. And whoa, the last episode. Great. <laughs> yep, you are closing. <laughs> You're closing out 2019. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for having me. No problem. So I always like to ask people initially starting off, what made you get started? Like, why filmmaking? Why storytelling? Absolutely. Um, so I come from a family who loves to talk, especially my mom's side is a big, big family. Um, and so I grew up just like listening to stories and, and, and especially funny stories. And so when it came time when I was like, I, I started, I've been writing since I've been a little girl. Um, and so I, when we were asked to um, kind of like write our first creative story, I was like, I have been prepared for this. <laughs> and I've just like fallen in love with writing since then. Um, I started doing poetry when I was a little girl, um, like would perform poetry and would like, like get my poetry published and, and started performing. Um, yeah, like I said, I started performing later on. And then that in high school is when I started writing short stories and then in my senior year our school had us do this like year-long project and we could do whatever we wanted and I decided to write a book I wrote this very ambitious novel this like psychological thriller and my friend ended up taking that outline that I had written and made her year-long project turning my book into a movie and so that was my first experience at like 17 in like helping to write a screenplay and um, and then making that movie we made a 50-minute movie and so that like from there I was like I'm in love with this process I'm in love with uh, creating a story for the screen and I'm pretty good at it and so went to school for uh, dramaturgy and so um, which is like kind of like the the way in for a lot of writers at Carnegie Mellon and I've been writing for the screen ever since. So while that I think that is so amazing because you one I so can relate to like just family dynamics and having a family that are like talkers and get good storytelling yeah. because that's absolutely my dad's side of the family like they can talk yeah <laughs> and my dad can tell <laughs> stories to the point where you're believing him and then he's like no I just made that up um <laughs> so funny. I get that but I think it's so awesome even just the process of your ability to say, okay, this is something that I want to do, I'm interested in, and then just continuing to go forward. And that's something that I've seen a lot of people ask, and I would definitely love to ask you where they say, like, where do I get started? Mm. Honestly, where you get started is just is writing, putting pen to paper, because everybody's going to have a different story as to how they broke into the industry. They cold emailed someone, they got an internship, they mm -hmm. got an opportunity to do X, Y, Z, but you can't do any of those things if you don't first put your money where your mouth is, which is putting pen to paper. Um, and, and you know, like 
So yeah, where you get started is you decide what kind of story do I want to write? What reflects me as an artist? What, what do I, um, what do I think that I can, can, can tell a story about well? Um, and that can be in any genre, whatever interests you. And you write something and then you send it to someone and then you get told it's bad and you go back and you do another draft and you do another draft and then you realize the whole script might be broken and you do another script and another script and you're really only as good as your script is if you want to be a writer and so you start with writing and and really truly everything else will fall into place and i think that's really good that you said that because uh, i think people have this perception especially because of social media that it's mm-hmm. like this okay i have this idea and then tomorrow it's going to be screen or i'm going to on the screen right i'm going to be famous so what is a misconception that you want to like debunk tonight about being a screenwriter? I mean, there's a couple, but I, I think that one that I, especially like doing script notes professionally now that I find is that a lot of people think that they can just, that writing's easy. Mm-hmm. That writing's easy and that like, I, and, and, and writing's not, I think that it's, and that writing is something that like you just, that you just pick up and, and, and do senselessly. Mm-hmm. And so and I know that I just said put pen to paper and that's true. You need to put pen to paper. But I was thinking that it's really important to like pick up a book, read a book about writing. Structure is important. That's another misconception. Structure is important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can be so innovative and you can be so creative and you can tell a story that no one's ever told before. But um, the way in which you do it, the structure in which you do it, three acts, it's okay, learn what that is, and then write from there, you know, and, and so I think, like, yeah, the biggest misconception is that writing is easy. I get so many scripts where I feel like someone just decided to, like, start typing, and you know what, like, kudos to that person, because that is more than a lot of people do, but once you get that out, it's really important to um, learn the craft, and, you know, learn what, it, what a scene is. A scene is not just a bunch of people talking. Mm-hmm. There is an arc and there are wants and objectives and twists and turns. In one two-minute, one two-page scene, there are so many things that go into it. And I think that, like, um, that writing is just merely typing what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not writing. At least that's not writing well. And to be competitive, you have to learn how to write well. And so uh, that's, yeah, that's, that is, I, I feel very strongly about that. <laughs> No, but that's good because um, so many times uh, just for the creative outsiders, our Instagram, we get so many DMs like, hey, I wrote a script and it's just like, okay, now can I go start filming it, you know? And I just don't, I don't think people like, like you said, like have people read it. So for you as a writer, how have you been able to find like your tribe of creatives or people who give you good feedback? Oh, absolutely. It's really friends. And, and, and to be clear, not every friend can give good notes. Most friends can give good notes. Early it's trial and error. Error. It's like if you take the advice that I just said of like putting pen to paper, churning out scripts, getting good at it, learning the craft, then like you, then you send your scripts to everyone you know and, or people who, are, who, are, who find it appropriate for you to send it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're able to, to, to figure out who's good at, at giving notes from there and then you go back to those people time and time again. Um, I'm also a, um, and, and I'm biased because I am a, I do give script, you know, notes right. professionally, but I do think that it is worth when you feel like you've gotten it to the best you can get it to the best your friends can, can, can help you get it to, to pay someone to read it, to pay an unbiased professional person 
to give you really detailed notes, an unbiased view of, of, of the quality of your script. And, not, and you know, not every script notes um, service is equal, um, but I do think that getting, feed, getting professional feedback is not a bad idea. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying to do it for your first draft because, you right. know, right. You, can, you can eliminate some problems through, your, through just reading it yourself, through your friends reading it, through mentors reading it. But when you've gotten it to the place, get, try to get some professional feedback. So if I were to, let's say, come to you and I have my script, I've done all of the above, which you've already mentioned, what then should I expect from you? Because like you said, not all um, script readers are equal or consultants. So which I, what is my expectation as somebody who's now like giving their baby and is like, okay, give it to me. <laughs> what should I be mm. expecting from you? Sure. So like a, a person who gives notes well gives notes to someone based on what the writer is trying to do. Because there's some people who give notes and they're like, um, this is what I would do. I would mm-hmm. do this, 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 that. And that's stupid. And that's, those aren't good notes. <laughs> when I give notes, it's like, I read a scene and I read it twice. I say, okay, if like, if I, like, let's say like the problem is clarity. I don't understand why the characters are doing what they're doing in a scene. I ask myself, okay, based on the genre, based on um, what I've read so far, based on uh, what it seems like, what I, what I think is happening, I say, okay, it seems like what you would like to do is this. This is how me as an unbiased person is receiving it. This is how I think you can get to the discrepancy based on what you want. And so I let's say like um, there are two people who are, um, arguing in a scene and they are doing it and they're, let's say they're, they're doing it in someone's house. But I know, like, I feel like stagnant scenes are like re, uh, scenes that I feel like it's sometimes writers don't provide enough locations or variety of locations in their scripts. And so instead of saying, you know what, this scene would be so much better on a roof. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. It's like, it seems like it's really important to you that these that these arguments are happening with, between these two characters in the home because these are private characters. But I think that even within that, one, if they're arguing about sex, mm-hmm. then maybe this is a scene that's better either in the bedroom or ironically in the kitchen. You know what I mean? It's like finding like, okay, I think that you want to, you want to show an intimate argument before, between a couple. How can you better do that? And so anyway, that's, I think that those are the best notes when like, it seems like the writer actually, the, the notes giver actually cares about what the writer is trying to accomplish versus what they just think good scripts are. That's really good feedback. I like that. I'm over here nodding my head like, yes, I have to share, <laughs> have to share this with my, my writer's group. Yeah, I think that's really, yeah. really good because people can do that. Like, this is what I would do. And then it gets in the person's head, like, oh my goodness, I need to change all of this instead of them being, instead of them being authentic to the story that they want to tell. Yes, 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 exactly. That is important. I also think that it's, that I feel really strongly about um, uh, giving different categories of notes. And like I, said, I give notes differently than most people that I see. Some people do like, they do like a score sheet and they just great, they like give numbers of how good they think things are. But I, I feel like you can't, it's, that feels so subjective. And even though feedback inherently is subjective, I break my notes down by what's working. Not enough script givers say, well, that's not true. Everybody says what the strengths are, but I really take time to like 
because like I read every scene twice and I go through line by line, action by action, dialogue by dialogue, I say, oh, this line made me laugh out loud. So mm-hmm. you can say, okay, this kind of joke is resonating with the reader. This, this, action, this character description was really great. Okay, that means you know that like, oh, I can do more character descriptions like that. So like, I like break that down by like, what's working really well, specifically what's working. And then I do macro notes, which is like, okay, your first 10 pages is, is feels like, I, I don't understand what, every, what the wants are. So I feel like you need to do, for me to understand what the, what the story is about, you have to establish these things. Um, also, this character in general feels very um, 2D. How do you flesh out this character more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I do scene notes, which is like, in this one scene, what am I bumping on? And then I do small nitpicky notes like, hey, you have her hug this character, but honestly, it feels like this character based on what you've written doesn't hug people, so maybe they need to shake hands. Like the small nitpicky notes so you can be like, F this girl, I don't want to take that note. <laughs> um, I like the hug. Um, and, um, and then I do typos and formatting errors. And so truly it's like, you can tell when a script a person gives feedback actually cared about the script. Um, and so like that's, anyway. That's, that's what you should expect. Of course, you'll get varying degrees of that. That sounds good. That's good information. So I do want to like kind of rewind a little bit and ask you, what would you want to tell people that, well, let me rephrase that. What do people not know about your journey as a filmmaker creative? Like what would people be surprised to know about your journey? I fancy myself a comedy writer. I, you know, like I love both, I love comedy, dramedy, and drama. I identify as a comedy writer, but I started off doing drama. Oh, I started off doing like, just like melodramatic <laughs> drama. <laughs> I like went to college and I was like, I want to be a serious thespian. And just like only wrote these like very dark, <laughs> just like ridiculously nonsensical ideas. And then um, one day, and like I like had applied to all these writing fellowships and uh, programs and asked for feedback. And everybody was like, yeah, girl, uh, keep going. And um, my mentor was like, why don't, like, what do you, when you've gotten feedback on all your writing and all of your years of writing, um, what is what is the best feedback you've ever gotten? I was like, oh yeah, when I write these like these comedies, I wrote like when I write this satire, when I wrote this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, well, maybe you should write comedy. And I was like, comedy? What? No, <laughs> I'm a serious artist. And um, she was like, that's offensive, but also. Um, <laughs> you should try it because it sounds like you're better at that and so um from there I like took some improv classes just to like test out my comedic abilities and then started doing stand-up and then subsequently started writing just comedy pilots and features and things like that and found that I was truly better at that so so yeah that's something that people don't usually know about me is that um I started off really wanting to do drama and was pretty committed to to wanting to write dramatically hmm that's good. I mean, but that's good just even in your ability to like receive the feedback, even if it was like delayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's still good because it's like, you know, you could have kept going, but like your mentor saw something in you and they were like, hey, let me nudge you in this direction. And then you pivoted. True. So that's really good. Yeah, I think it's like really important to um, one be able. It is it's a skill. It's it's hard, and I find it hard still to be able to suss out um, people's advice, like as to what's valid and what's not. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, sometimes think that in order to do that, it's just about like whether that person is genuine or not. But I think it's less about the other person and more about you. It's like 
where's your confidence level to be able to receive information? Like, I didn't say, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm a horrible writer. It was like, no, like I want to be a writer or like, oh my gosh, she thinks that I don't, I shouldn't be a writer at all. Mm-hmm. But it was more like I had the confidence that, no, I'm going to be a writer. The question is, what am I going to write? And so being able to say, okay, being, being able to receive her information, um, less of being offended by it and mm-hmm. just trying to suss out where could be valid. And so I was like, well, you know, that's a good point. If I've gotten better feedback doing one thing, maybe I should just try it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And especially you saying like not getting offended because I have like this whole saying where offense is just really literally a fence. So like if somebody- Oh, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> If somebody's trying to help you, you've literally just put a fence between you and them. So like they can no Absolutely. longer like reach you. Yeah. 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 I and, think like if you can, it's, it's being able to parse out where your insecurities are from mm-hmm. where their, where their validity lies. And, and, and that's important. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so I want to shift a little bit and ask you about your projects that you've been working on because you know, well, you don't know, but I am the research Google queen. So I, I love it. I take pride in that. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> let me see what she's been up to. Let's see what she's been up to. And you've been busy. Sure. You, you've been, I've been busy. <laughs> you've been busy. <laughs> so let us know about the short film that you just wrapped up. Uh, entitled 19 Weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Tell us all about that and then I'll follow up with a few questions. Sure. So um, after I finished Avant Guardians, which is a, a web series that I created that like went on to like win some awards, which was really exciting. And I was like, well, what am I going to write? Not um, some mm-hmm. awards. Tell them what awards. Because so Avant Guardians got nominated for Best Web Series at ABFF, which is the American Black Film Festival. Um, and it got and it won Best Short Form Dramedy at the New York Television Festival, and then also got into the LA Film Festival, which was a huge feat. And um, and then the downtown LA Film Festival. Um, and then we also were um, on Essence Magazine's, like, 10 best web series to watch of 2018. Yes, look. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm a believer in, like, you know, because sometimes we can get so caught up in, like, creating and goals that we don't take a pause and, like, just clap for ourselves, so. Oh, thank you. You're right. That is, yes, that is the empowering, like, concept. Yes. Um, it was a web series that really did well, and I'm very proud of it. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, so after, um, after Avant Gardens kind of did its, uh, its uh, kind of cycle around the sun, um, it, it gave me footage to be able to say, hey, like I can do, I can do projects, like I can do projects well. And so um, I really wanted to do a short. And I wanted to, I wanted to be in a short. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I wrote this film called 19 Weeks about a woman who has just experienced a miscarriage at 19 Weeks Pregnant. Um, and she um, tries to move on way too quickly. So she comes home. I don't know if like when you experience a loss, at least for me, I quickly go into like do mode. Like what can I do to keep myself busy and not process what has happened? And so she comes home and she's like, I'm going to pack up the nursery. And she gets slowed down by, um, by her son. Her unborn son visits her in three different stages of his would be life. So what this little boy would have been as a six-year-old who's running around in a little red cape and telling her to like 
you're still my mommy, you're still a mom, even though I'm not here. And then he appears to her as a teenager, who's like this kind of bratty um, teenager who's just like, who like kind of confronts her and is like, why are you trying to get rid of me so quickly? Um, as far as like packing up the nursery and then like appearing to her um, as an adult who is at his wedding. And so she gets to kind of experience this life that he would have had and, and, it, and it helps bring her comfort and slowing down and really reaching out to the one person that's actually physically there, which is her husband. Mm. And so it's about, it ends up being this, about this black, I was like, so, I was so captured by the idea of like the strong black woman and black girl magic. And, and there's something really, really beautiful about those images, about mm-hmm. us as black women being indestructible, right? But there is, there's an inherent flaw. There's a, pro, there's a problematic nature in that. She's like, we do have emotions and mm-hmm. it's, and, and I don't think we're encouraged enough to feel those emotions and be vulnerable. And so uh, really it's like the journey of vulnerability and then the journey of grieving. And so, and so, yes, yeah, so that, that's the story that really resonated with me. And my, um, I have so many women in my family who have experienced miscarriages and my mom died really when I was really young. And so this, I, at the time, uh, I was in my mid twenties and I like, I have such an interesting relationship with my mom, which is that like the memory of her when she was alive, um, what I wish it would have been if she were still alive and, um, and how I feel about her now as a woman who doesn't have a mom. Mm-hmm. And so all of those feelings are kind of channeled into these kind of visions of these boys visiting, you know, their mother. And so, yeah, so that's, that is, that is the short film. It's like very like in, in the tone of avant Gardens, it's, it's, it sounds really sad, but it's like a dark comedy. Cause it's like, these boys are cheeky and they're funny and they don't know embarrassment. <laughs> and they're like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> like your robe is ugly. Um, and so, uh, and you know, so we get to explore that, that, uh, those themes through like a light take. Okay. So I have this question because people will then, you know, like they're going to go back listen and take notes during our podcast or, you know, just even be inspired. So they're going to say, okay, so you came up with this idea, but then how do I get my projects produced? Like, how do I find my producer? What does that look like for you? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of this industry is word of mouth and, and, and some of this is luck to be honest, but this, so my process was, um, I made avant guardians and I paid for it, my paid for it, paid for it myself, which was a risk. And when I'm still paying for it today, but, <laughs> but like I paid for it myself. And, um, and so I was able to prove that I could make a product. Um, and then I kind of reached out to the contacts I had. I was like, I have this idea. I spent a lot of money on this other project, but I don't want to wait till I've paid it off to do another one. Mm-hmm. Do you know anybody? And just ask everybody I knew. And, um, and the, my, the DP for my web series knew someone who um, he felt would really um, connect with the material, um, which was Liz Destro. And so he connected us and then we got to talking and she um, knew a lot of like uh, a lot of people who could kind of donate money and, and invest in a film such as this because she had her own great resume mm-hmm. and that's how we, we were able to get it made. And so as well as, as finding a producer, um, really it's being the first thing is in the same way that I said before, the most important thing is putting pen to paper and proving that you can write with producing. It's like proving that you can produce on your own and the cream will rise and the word will get out. 
and, um, you know, six degrees of separation, someone that you know is going to know someone that knows someone who's going to connect with your material. So as long as you keep writing and you keep authentically telling stories, not just like the cool idea that you drummed up in your closet, which is also very valid, but also like (laughs) what something that like truly is a part of you and that like is specific and resonant. Um, someone, you know, you'll be able to be connected to someone. Um, so it's like stay connected to people and those people will be connected to other people and your network will, will, I think, I really genuinely believe your network will, will reach out to kind of help you reach your dreams if you're truly doing good work. You just said a whole good word right there. (laughs) (laughs) It's true though, because it's like, it's so layered to being a creative and I just don't think that people consider like okay there's craft involved there's being consistent involved and then it's community involved and I think that absolutely yeah like your community will help you rise to the the occasion but they got to see you doing the work yes 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 absolutely um it's you know people and there's like I and I love crowdfunding and I think everyone should crowdfund but people are like crowdfund for avant guardians in my perspective and and maybe I should have but the perspective was I want to prove I can do it first Mm -hmm. and then I can reach out to investors and the the point is in however way you can you do the do the project yourself and um prove that you can do it and people will hear yeah before we wrap up I do want to ask you this last thing because you know people are like okay you have the skill and you have the ability to write and, you know, you produce an amazing project and you're consistently putting yourself out there. But how are you able to sustain, excuse me, a living as a creator? Oof. Because that's the other Oof. thing. People are like, okay, I'm writing, but how am I going to eat? <laughs> no, that's a, uh, it's a really great question. And I will try to answer it as honestly and vulnerably as I can. Um, so I've been in LA almost six years and um, I have sustained a living doing different, many different things. Uh, one of which I, like I, I did the assistant route for the first four years of being out here. And so they told, you know, they, and it's a good, it's good advice. They tell you work at an agency and learn the business on one side, mm-hmm. then work at a studio and learn how um, executive, what those internal conversations are between executives and what kind of writers they like working with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that gives you good, like, especially being in a studio that gives you good money, that gives you a more than livable wage um, and benefits. And, and I was living very stably that way and doing stand-up after work, and like finding a way to be creative while I did that. Um, and then they tell you, get on a show. If you want to be a writer, get on a show um, as a PA, as a showrunner's assistant, as a writer's assistant. And so I was the showrunner's assistant for the ABC comedy, The Mayor, which was this like really great show um, that lasted a season. Um, so, and so I did that route. I did the assistant route and I recommend it because it gives you consistent money, hopefully, usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> not for every assistant, but you know, and you, and I truly have learned so many different sides of the business that way. And so hopefully one day when I'm a showrunner of a show, I can, you know, I know what executives are talking about amongst themselves. Cause I've right. been on those phone calls. I know what agents are, how agents are pitching people because I was on those phone calls. I know how shows run, what to do and what not to do because I was, you know, a showrunner's assistant. And then I decided from there, I, and that was the easiest way for me at the time. And then I decided, you know, I want to focus more on writing. I want to focus more on filmmaking. And you can't necessarily do that when you have a, a nine to eight or nine to seven. Right. And so I decided to kind of go out on my own. And that's when things got hard. And that's probably what people are talking about. It was figuring out how do I hodgepodge money together to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And I did that a couple of different ways. I catered. 
cater and gives you good money sometimes out here. Um, you cater as much as you can. Some people cater for four or five different places. Some people uh, do waitressing or, you know, or things like that. But I found essentially like a night job and a weekend job. Um, and found that through friends, all about your network, right? Like some friend who also like was doing this kind of same thing was like, I know a company that will hire you. And so I did catering, but that was that, that paid a third of my bills. Um, and then I have nannied that paid a bigger portion of my bills. And then I took the skills I had, which was giving notes. Can you know, like, I, I majored in dramaturgy at Carnegie Mellon cause they didn't have a undergraduate writing program. And all dramaturgy is on the theater side. It's really doing a lot of research for the plays to help your team really ground their story in our world. But on the TV side or on the, the filmmaking side, it's giving notes, it's giving feedback, it's helping writers write the best and clearest story and took courses and years and course of courses of how to work with writers and said, okay, all right. Um, I know I can give notes. Well, I'm going to start my own my own like freelance business, mm-hmm. um, which like sounds like so like, oh yeah, sure. We'll just start a business, Alicia. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> um, but it was more so like, I never looked at it as like my main source of income. It was more like, what can I do? What can I do? How can I put my, how can I monetize my skills? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and the blessing from there was that like how I was able to do that was um, while I was a, while I was an assistant, in my, in my years of being an assistant, I met a lot of writers, a lot of upper level writers, a lot of high level writers that they were like, hey, can you give me notes by tonight? And I'm like, that's a ridiculous ask. But like, yes, of course. Of course I can. And I will. And I want to. And so I shouldn't say ridiculous, but more like that's like an ask that like is hard to do. And so I really just like, I gave a lot of free notes to a lot of like mid to upper level writers who, um, who then turned around and, and, and wrote me reviews for That's this good. freelance business and they were they were just like we really your notes are unparalleled we really love your notes and I got some people who like really endorsed me and 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 have really great and big careers and then through that kind of word of mouth I got put on um like I guess like there's like a there's like an email server list that like a lot of like upper level black women are on writers are on and that got put on like on like the Hillman grad mm-hmm. um Instagram site, which then like kind of, that was like kind of where everything took off because you know they have a really great following of up and coming writers and writers who are aspiring writers and so by that endorsement by that by Hillman Grad Production Company led to me really being able to to pay my bills in a in a in a, in a nice way and so and that was my specific journey but essentially it's like you do what you can um, you take the skills that you have and if you're organized find an assistant job. If you have great people skills, cater, waiter, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, if you, whatever skills you have, sit down and think about it and pray about it and meditate about it. And Mm -hmm. you figure out how can you monetize those, um, those skills. And, and is it hard? Ooh, it's hard. I'm, it's still hard (laughs) for me. (laughs) I'm still grinding like everybody else. Um, but God provides. (laughs) (laughs) So. co-sign that disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> and I've had like little writing jobs like 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 as I've been producing and filmmaking and, and things like that like I've gotten the opportunity to like I like helped you write uh like the the fuse sh- uh show sugar and toys um which was like by the by some of the producers of boondocks which was cool um through like just like networking and people who knew that I was that I'm a good writer and so like you know you just hope that in in while you're you're grinding that people will give you opportunities and those opportunities will eventually snowball yeah 
Yes, yes, yes. So my last question for you is what's next for you in 2020? You know, everybody, because we're close to the end of the year. If you listen to this later, just like imagine that you were there with us. (laughs) (laughs) It's close to the year and, you know, people are like, oh, trying to do perspective and where they want to be. So do you have like goals for next year? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to um, get Auburn Guardians made and who, you know, who knows what will happen with that. That's, you know, that's a hard, it's always hard to sell a show, but I'm hoping that off of the success of the series and, you know, there's a lot of people who have expressed interest. We're really kind of, me and my team are, are starting the year um, really kind of, you know, trying to see who's interested and we'll see. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm doing a one woman show, hopefully booking a venue soon um, in the new year. Uh, uh, just like about, you know, my relationship with my mom and her being a seamstress uh, before she came to the States. Uh, and, and I'm doing another short. So <laughs> hopefully it will be um, a year full of, of, of strides. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to like keep tabs on you. <laughs> Please do. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Because I actually will be in the area. Like I'll be in California, but it won't be until the summertime. So I definitely. Oh, come look me up. Yeah. Yes, I definitely would do that. Uh, but. Me too. Please let everyone know how they can keep in touch with you, website, social media, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check me out on my, uh, just like my personal website, um, which is my, like, Alicia um, C. Etnoff.com. Uh, so it's my first name, A-L-E-S-I-A-C um, Etnoff.com. Uh, Alicia Etnoff.com. And then, uh, and then just, like, on, on social media. So, like, on Instagram, um, Alicia S.C. Etnoff. And then, and I'll make sure you, I'll, I'll make sure you have this information, um, but that's on Instagram and um, on Twitter, I have like my web series has like an account. So it's like at Avant um, Guardians, Avant underscore Guardians. Okay. Yes. I definitely will put that in our um, show notes and thank you so much for taking time out and you definitely of course. dropped a lot of gems. So I appreciate that. Of course. Thank you for having me. I, I, I hope things that I said resonate with your listeners and congrats on such a successful podcast. Thank you so much. And everyone, you know my drill. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go live your filmmaking dreams and make sure that you subscribe if you haven't and you just happen to be on listening today and that you also share it with someone else.